Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cinematic Schematic, the official podcast of thecinematropolis.com. I'm your host, Caleb Masters, and I am back with you today for more thoughtful conversations on film, especially films made by our co-founders, Jacob and Zachary Burns. Shifter! Whoa! Whoa. You know, when I was a kid, she swore that this place was haunted. Seen you a few times. Always alone. Well, I just, I don't go out very often. You from around here? Kind of, just outside the city. You still tinker in full junk in that barn like you used to? Corner physics. It's heavy stuff. Well, how are things down at the factory? Heard about the stunt you pulled the other day. These machines are dangerous. I, I was just wondering if, you know, you wanted to go out for coffee? There's just a lot going on right now, and it can be overwhelming. Reintroducing the voices uh, around the table for listeners who might just be tuning in. So we're joined by Cinematropolis co-founders. We're going to start with the writer-director of Shifter, Jacob Layton Burns. Jacob, welcome back to the Cinematic Schematic. Well, thank you for having me. And also joined by Shifter producer, Movie Saver. Professional Movie Saver. (laughs) Is that what it says on your business card? Should it, like in spirit? That's what <laughs> I want. That <laughs> so, producer, movie <laughs> saver Zachary Burns. Oh, hey, hi, welcome Hello. back to Cinemax. Oh, hey. Thanks, man. This is, I don't know if it's the final part, but this is nearly the final part of our, our, our talk on Shifter. Now, this is uh, your latest sci fi film, correct? Time travel body horror film, correct? You guys put out a trailer and it looks freaking awesome. Well, thank you. And, yeah, uh, correct. Yeah, <laughs> and it is going to be having its world premiere Woo! at a film festival. What film festival are listeners going to be asking? The Cinequest Film Festival in San Jose, California. That's the one. And T minus, by the time listeners are listening to this, let me do the math. Carry the one, cross the three, plus two. Oh, uh, uh, tomorrow. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, snap. We got to get to California. <laughs> yeah, you guys better catch that play, Yeah, man. bye. <laughs> See you later. Good job. Great combo. Uh, oh, fantastic. Well, January 2019, over a year ago. Whoa. Yeesh. I know. The last time we talked. And, uh, what have we been doing? <laughs> for real, though. You guys have been just making shifter, right? Apparently, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. No, that's that's all I remember doing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, introduction for listeners who are just tuning in, or recap for people who listened in January 2019. <laughs> in case they don't remember. They don't remember. It seems crazy. Specific, yeah. Surely they know exactly what we all said, word for word. Word for word. <laughs> over a year. Listen, I listen to that episode every day when I get up, Zach, and this is really, I've been building up to this day. Inspiring stuff. Until yeah, yeah. we could have this episode. <laughs> Brings a tear to my eye. So, you guys broke your production into two parts. Yes. So, last Last time we sat down, we talked about phase one of production. Mm -hmm. Uh, You talked Mm -hmm. about how you identified some locations, how you went through casting, all the legwork that you do before you can go into production. Yeah. But you decided to break the production for Shifter into two phases. Mm -hmm. So um, recap or reminder for listeners, what led you guys to that decision? Question number one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Question number two, how did phase two differ from phase number one? And Jacob, we'll throw it to you first. Yeah. So we... Decided to split it into two phases. It was mostly kind of a practical, logistical thing. So we, uh, phase one we shot in November. November 2018. 2018. 
So not long after our Indiegogo campaign had ended. So we had, our plan originally was to shoot it all starting in that November. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as time kept moving forward. <laughs> as it always does. <laughs> Don't you love how time, yeah. you know, it just, it just does that. It just, it just it's, it's always it just pushing care. things forward. Yeah, yeah. It just has no remorse. Um, so we decided to uh, split it so we could kind of focus our attention on two different aspects of the movie. So phase one became completely focused on um, a large part of the movie takes place on a farm and in a barn and at a farmhouse. So we, the first phase was two weeks and we spent the entire two weeks at this one uh, farm location. Um, And then the second phase we shot a few months later in February of 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we used those two weeks to focus on all the other locations. So it was it was very different mm-hmm. in that in phase one, we all, on in the first day, all the crew showed up, we brought all our gear, and then for the next two weeks, we, you know, we left the grip trailer there, we uh, yeah, completely took over this house. Yeah, didn't need to set. load stuff every night. Like we just sprawled out across this farm, basically. Yeah, <laughs> we, we had complete control, and it was a dream. Yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah as it far was great. As, like locations go. Yeah, so we didn't have to do uh, location moves or company moves or anything like that during the shoot. So it was very, um, it was logistically easy compared to how you would normally shoot a movie. Um, so then phase two was basically the exact opposite. So we had company moves, uh, which means we moved from lo- location during a day, yeah, basically. in the locations in one single day. Yeah. So we had multiple company moves um, throughout the entire shoot. Almost every day was at a new location. Sometimes yeah. uh, a single day could have three locations. Yeah. As in... All we sh- over the place. Yeah, like all over the city. Close. Yeah. There's one day we were in like... South near south side of OKC, then we went up to the lake, which is more north side, and then we ended up in Midwest City. Midwest City, Midwest <laughs> City. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a trip. <laughs> Holy yeah. smoke, South S- OKC Lake. Uh, yeah. yeah, wow, that's yeah. a fun fun. Yeah, and we're, how we're all over the place. That how day. many hours uh, in the day for the shoot? Uh, usually around twelve. Yeah, um, that's movie sets are usually twelve hour days. Yeah. So yeah, you cram a lot into those twelve hours. Um, so yeah, phase two was. Uh, crazy. It was, it was, but like in a lot of ways we knew, we knew that going ahead. So like, that's partly why we split it up was so that we could then spend those few months really planning out, mm-hmm. planning all that out. So like when we got there, it was hectic, but actually, but interestingly enough, we had less pages to shoot. Yeah. So when you're to, for those who don't know, when you're, when you're shooting a movie, you break down the script and you break it down by page count. And each page is page, a uh, single page of the script is broken down into eight parts. So it's you're shooting based on how many eighths of a page you're shooting. So um, on, I can't remember, but our, the the majority of the page count was in the first two weeks at, at the farm. Yeah. And sure. then the second phase had a lower page count overall, but then there was just so many more locations. So it still took mm-hmm. up that amount of time to film it um and we you know honestly probably could have used another week for both phases (laughs) any movie you could always use another week yeah (laughs) uh, at least Um, but um yeah it was also interesting maybe you could talk about that like the 
Whereas phase one, it was basically one actor the whole time. And then phase two was very different. Oh yeah. Like, uh, yeah, really phase one was basically all the crew on this farmhouse with Nicole Fancher pretty much every day. Uh, I think there was, there were maybe two days that other actors came to shoot during phase one. Other, yeah. other than that, it was just Nicole Fancher every scene, every time, yeah. every day, yeah. uh, which, you know, was, was great and fine. Like mm. it was the simplicity of it was awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then in phase two, uh, we were in different locations where, you know, it's more when Nicole Fancher's character is going out in the world and actually interacting with people. Uh, so yeah, it was like every day was a new location and every day was, uh, a new actor day, yeah. Uh, basically, um, so you know, which was great because then it was, you know, uh, I don't know. You just get to hang out with more people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which, which is every cool. day was different. Like yeah. I think the farm was cool because it was so simple. But then after you know two weeks of that, you're like, wow, I'd really love to not be in this house anymore. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> cool to never go to this farm yeah, ever again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and there was like. We'd have as many as like thirty people crammed into the small house, and yeah. so it just got very claustrophobic. So, for sure, phase two was fun because it was a new place every, yeah, every day. New every day. Lot of locations were a lot bigger, so yeah, it was. Filmmakers on the go. You guys were moving yeah. around, had exactly. cars flying around all around the city. Yeah, getting from location to location. <laughs> yeah, sure yeah. catering services must have been. Uh, you know, the craft services <laughs> must have been a blast on that oh, one. Yeah, <laughs> sure they had basically fun. a food truck. You know, <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah, they just follow us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I wish that's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> so time. in your so your timeline was about two weeks each though. So, yes. Okay. Yeah. So phase two was yeah. also two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then kind of the one of the major advantages of splitting it was we were able to since we shot phase one, um, I was able to edit the movie uh, what we had shot. So I was able to edit half of the movie and watch it and we were able to go okay this is working this isn't working yeah this is almost working this is you know and we you were mentioned this to, last time yeah. so would you say at the end of the day yeah. that having the option to watch phase one and say this is working this is not was this a blessing or a curse uh definitely a blessing like oh, i think for sure. we i think the movie definitely is better for it like i wouldn't want to shoot a movie like that every time but i think with our budget and the time frame we were trying to shoot in i think it made a lot of sense and ultimately it was very, very good for the movie overall because I think it ultimately it we were able to kind of pinpoint what what needed to be worked on and we could rewrite the script or we could solve mm-hmm. script problems or something like that um, in phase two. And we even we even in phase two had a, a day set aside to go back to the farm. Yeah. Uh, and so if there was any pickup shots or I think we reshot like one scene like mm-hmm. – um, not cause it was bad. We just kind of realized we just needed to do some, yeah, it needed to be something different. Yeah. Um, and so, um, so yeah, it was a huge blessing. And so I think it absolutely was, yeah, it was great for the movie overall. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So you guys made it through phase two of production. And then of course the next thing I'm sure Jacob is, is your favorite thing. Both of you guys really <laughs> the post-production where you get to watch it all. Yeah. A few times, yeah. right? A couple times? Yeah, once, once or twice. Once or twice. <laughs> do, you, do you quote it in your sleep yet? Do, oh, do you God. quote it in your own yeah. script yet? Yeah. It haunts me. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so the next stage, of course, being yeah, post-production, so you're looking at editing, and then, of course, with you guys, a lot of VFX mm-hmm. uh, shots. I, ima- I, I imagine, do you guys, 
in the in the process, and I know every film's got its own sort of process. You talked to Martin Scorsese; they actually had to do the VFX for the Irishman before he edited it. Which, by the way, that's that's insane. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, that, that's nuts. That's that, not usually how it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which leads me to my question. So, for yeah. you guys, did you edit basically have an edit of the movie completed before you did the VFX piece? Yeah, we. Uh, uh, I edited it all, and we usually do. It's you know, it's exactly like writing a script. Like you, you edit it once, and then you watch it and say, okay, this worked. This didn't work. This works really well. This doesn't work at all. Like, yeah. uh, and so you re-edit it. You know, I, I, I go through it, and then I send it to Zachary and Vinny, our other producer. They watch it, and I'm like, hmm, yeah, no, this sucks. Um, so, so <laughs> then we're a like, direct quote. Yeah, from, uh, both me and Vinny. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but then, but they say that, but then they also say, but here's how it can not suck. Um, and so between the three of us, we, we edit and then rewatch it and edit and rewatch it and edit and rewatch it and rewatch it over and over again. So I think ultimately there's like, uh, four or five like cuts of the movie, Mm -hmm. um, each one getting stronger and getting leaner and, um, hopefully better as they go. So, yeah, so we, um, our VFX, uh, artist um, was uh, a guy named Matt Gardaki. He's the best. He's so great. Such um, a nice guy. So he, we had talked to him before we ever started shooting. We had talked to him and asked him a lot of questions about like, what can we do on set uh, that will help you out? Like how, how, how we shoot it and all this stuff. Like, is, is there stuff we could do? So we kind of worked those details out with him, talked through all the shots that we thought we were going to need and, and what, the overall effect we wanted it to look like, and we'd also used him when we did our concept trailer for the Indiegogo. He had, he did the VFX for that, so we at least had a starting point for knowing uh, what we were going for. So, um, so yeah, so probably after like the third or fourth cut, I got all the shots to him, which for us was huge. I think for Electric Nostalgia, our previous movie, there was like twelve or so VFX shots. That many? Um, yeah, um, for shifter there was close to 80 oh wow so a huge yeah, huge a jump, jump up <laughs> okay a lot. and like you know some of them are more obvious than others like that counts for the actual shifting effect uh which if you watch the trailer you can see a lot of hints of that and then there's you know there's dumb stuff like oh we can see a boom in the reflection of that tv can you paint that out for us you know yeah. um stuff like that or there's a cat in the movie um the to keep the cat in place we put it on a leash so we but we didn't want the leash to be seen in the movie so we'd have him paint it out Removed so you can't yeah. see it so so yeah so between all that there's about 80 shots of vfx um and so yeah while i was kind of finishing up the edit um he was working on that and then he would send me uh versions of you know just like everything else he'd send me a version of it i'd say okay that this this worked this didn't work what's mm-hmm. i like the idea of it but maybe try this you know and we between all of us giving notes and, and his amazing work, like we were able to kind of find an interesting, cool look. And once you kind of figure out what it's going to look like, once you get the concept down, uh, then he's able to move very quickly through everything else. And it's just a lot of small changes here and there. Um, but yeah, I think it looks pretty cool. Oh yeah. 
It looks neat. <laughs> if it looked, I mean, the trailer looks pretty neat. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, guys, I, I, of course, admittedly, I'm a, I'm a sucker for time travel movies, so <laughs> I'll watch any time travel movie. And yours looks like it might be one of the good ones, though. So I, I, I am very excited to, to get a chance to watch the movie. Now, a question with the VFX. I know you guys are big, you know, just from our, you know, our relationship, friendship, and all that stuff. You know, I know you guys are big proponents of practical, mm-hmm. do it practical when possible. Obviously, with the time travel effects, uh, a lot more challenging to do. Mm-hmm. How did you guys dis- determine exactly when you were going to go practical versus VFX, like more of the CGI approach? Yeah. Um, I think overall, just like for our current budget level and the time frame, I think going uh, VFX just made way more sense, um, especially since we just knew... From a but, logistical standpoint, yeah, if nothing else. Yeah. And so, and, and especially we knew we were in good hands with Matt Gardaki, mm-hmm. so... Um, so yeah, we for the most part the shifting effects is is that kind of stuff. There are some practical things. Um, I think it's in the trailer. She vomits uh, multiple times throughout oh, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some cool stuff like that. Um, you guys made her vomit on set. That's oh, not yeah. CGI vomit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, you, how how do you direct that? You'd be like, hey, just go and, and think about <laughs> being. It's uh, uh, yeah. So it's it's movie magic. Uh, <laughs> our our uh, art department. Yeah. Team uh, comes up with uh, a concoction that she is able to drink and you then know, appropriately yeah. let it fall out of her mouth. Expel, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to get too out for off topic, guys, but I have to say yeah. I have a newfound re- uh, respect yeah. for arts departments with vomiting effects because <laughs> oh, yeah. because I won't spoil the movie, but Knives Out had the most impressive vomit <laughs> I have ever seen in a movie, good. Yeah. and I I am now looking forward to seeing what kind of vomit you guys used in Shifter because oh, yes. Ryan Johnson set a new standard. You know? <laughs> I think I think you won't be for disappointed. Movies, yeah, yeah, won't be disappointed. <laughs> oh yeah, so um. Okay, well, I'm going to ask a question, Mm -hmm. and you can tell me whether or not you want to answer it, or if you want to tease it. Okay. As a time travel movie uh, fan, aficionado, sucker for nonsensical rules, what type of time travel would you say this is exactly? If you were to, if you were to like draw, uh, if you can't describe like the Mm -hmm. actual. I don't want to say science because it's, it's not real, but like yeah. it, the the logic behind oh, it. Oh, it's real. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, the extra time the travel for the film. Yeah, oh, man. Um, That's but, the practical effect we were talking yeah. about. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, if you want to break down like kind of how the time travel works in your film, if you're comfortable. If it's too spoilery, don't don't don't, don't be spoiling. But also, yeah. uh, maybe you could, uh, if there are any other examples or inspirations you could mention. Yeah. So we set out to make a time travel movie that didn't include a lot of the classic time travel tropes. Yeah. Like I, I have no problem with any of those tropes, just like you, like I'm a huge fan of time travel movies. Um, and so we, uh, when we first started thinking about this movie, um, I just kind of had this vision or, or feeling of this idea of like, is there a way like, what's the horror of time travel? Like, what's... We've seen so many of the time travel movies, and a lot of times they're, like, comedies, or they're, like, action movies, um, or, you know, you got your fish-out-of-water stories and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, there's kind of... Um, or you got things like Primer that's, like, kind of a almost like a puzzle that you're trying to solve. And so, um, again, a huge fan of all those, but I just wondered if there was a new approach to it. And so... Um, 
me and Zachary a couple of years ago were sitting in a Taco Bueno uh, thinking about this movie. As all great uh, well, great ideas <laughs> exactly. come from Taco Bueno. Yeah, exactly. You get you eat a couple Taco Bueno runs. Yeah, exactly. You, you crack open a bag of uh, party burritos and yeah. you think time travel. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Um, so from there, we just kind of started expanding on this idea, and, and we kind of came across this idea of um, uh, essentially, I mean. The, the synopsis kind of sums it up where it's a, it's a woman who experiments with time travel and uh, things go wrong and she begins to shift through time at random. So she can, uh, she doesn't have to be in a time machine. Uh, mm-hmm. She could be in her living room. She could be at the store. She could be anywhere. Um, and she doesn't know when it's going to happen. Um, and she doesn't know where or when she's going to end up. Um, so it's, it's, so it's a lot of fun for her. Yeah. <laughs> she sounds like she's having a good day. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Real, real so, good time. so not to nerd out with you guys too much, but the, the, the thing that the time travel that comes to mind when you describe it that way. Yeah. And I'm not saying I've seen this in a movie cause I haven't yeah. seen, and I also haven't seen how you guys are going to do it. Yeah. But it makes me think of two things. Let's hear it. Uh, firstly, lost season five, whole other conversation, people unstuck in time being time travel at random time. Like without yeah. knowing yeah. when or where they're going to end up, yeah. not sure when it's going to happen, uh, which was heavily influenced by Slaughterhouse Five uh, yeah, yeah, novel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just want you to know those are two of my favorite time travel yeah, stories. Yeah. So right now you're speaking my love language, yeah. time travel wise. So very different from the. I haven't seen Lost, so I can't speak to that. But Slaughterhouse Five. Oh, spoilers, guys! Yeah. There's time travel <laughs> Lost. Yeah. So it was over. Like, <laughs> it was uh, over like nine years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Slaughterhouse Five. I've read the book and and seen the movie. Um, mm. and they're both great. Um, it is. Whereas, like Slaughterhouse Five, it's almost more of like memories. Like it kind of feels like yeah. we're stepping into their memories. Um, this. It's not that. It's not that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so... Um, well, that's an interesting com- comparison. Yeah, 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 totally. And what's one thing we kind of did with this movie was instead of looking like... I really didn't spend a lot of time watching time travel movies uh, beforehand. I actually looked to other movies, um, specifically like The Fly, um, kind of the body horror aspect mm-hmm. of it uh, played a huge part. And then... Um, one of my favorite movies from a few years ago, um, Another Earth, um, was one that I really looked at, especially kind of for the main character. Um, I thought uh, I really liked how the movie kind of doled out information about her and um, just her arc and everything like that. So I kind of just watched how they presented that information in that character. And then another one that's it's very off-base uh, was uh, No Country for Old Men. Um, I kind of watched how they used the camera uh, to help tell the story. Very um, interesting. So, yeah, I, the, the, that was kind of the thing. Was I was I felt like if I watched a bunch of time travel movies, then I would just try to remake Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, and so I was wanting to purposefully look to other things and seek inspiration elsewhere and then kind of maybe pull things from there and, and bring them together and hopefully create something unique. I think that's really interesting and, and uh, it has me really excited because you're right. If you if you baptize your yourself, so to speak, in time travel films, yeah, but you're trying to tell a time travel story that doesn't use those tropes. Inevitably, yeah. those tropes are going to pro- more likely to work its way themselves into your story, which you're trying to avoid. Yeah. So you just look at other good films that are telling a similar type of story, like as far as like the characters mm-hmm. and the tone. Yeah. That's a, I think that's a really bold and interesting approach to kind of like trying to get a different spin on it. 
Very cool. Wow. Man, I'm excited to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thinking about, so, okay, how long did the total post-production process, I mean, so, so, so we were talking a little over a year ago in January 2019 before you went yeah. into phase two of production. So how long would you say your post-production was? So from the moment you started editing it until you got, the, until you received the finished VFX. So we, let's see. Well, we already talked yeah. about, I edited half of it before phase two. Right. Um, so there's no clear timelines. There's no rules yeah, anymore. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, all, it's all over <laughs> the time travel. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, so as soon as we wrapped, which um, according to Facebook memories was like a day ago, uh, yeah. a year ago. Thanks, Mark uh, Zuckerberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been basically right at a year since we wrapped. And we... We finished, finished the yeah. movie, like, what, January 29th of uh, this yeah. year? Yeah. yeah, I believe so, yeah. Because we had to, since we got in the Cinequest, we were like, oh, we should finish this movie. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get this movie done. Um, so, yeah, so we kind of had to cram uh, in a lot of work into the last couple of weeks um, of January. Um Luckily, we had some really great people working on it. Vinny did the score, which mm-hmm. we should talk about here in a second, um, which is really great. And then uh, how could we? Him. How could we forget the score? Oh uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Rob Derrick was our post sound mixer, mm-hmm. and he is just a wizard. Oh man, on on that Phenomenal post sound work. stuff. Yeah. So he he was able to. I did I did a lot of the like initial sound design, but he was able to kind of take what I'd done and be like, okay, I see what you're trying to do. Let's do it in a way that like <laughs> makes sense and sounds good. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so yes, please make it sound good. <laughs> so yeah, the last week of January was very stressful because oh, we man. just we were trying to get it done and we had to get it completely, completely done. So you get the center quest and, uh, a lot of tears, a lot of sleepless nights. Yeah, so many super late nights and waking up super early the next day just to work on this thing and get it done. And Oh, man, it was so stressful. In the meantime, you guys were like throwing trailer parties and stuff. By the way, (laughs) all at the same time, yeah. You guys always put on great parties for your your films, Um, and I always have a a great time attending. Uh, No one else builds hype like uh, like you guys for a a movie trailer, you know? I mean, I know we don't have yeah. the entire internet per se, yeah, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like you guys make a really big thing of it. Um, so it was impressive to me because I talked to you guys at your trailer release party. And I was like, so how's it feel to be done? You guys are like, oh, we're not done yet. <laughs> like, oh no, we're not done. We're not done. Yeah, I think we were, t- we're like, we will be done in a week or we'll be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, basically we have to be done a week from this party. Yeah, that party was a fun, but yeah, it was basically nonstop. Yeah, the working well, pretty much the week up till that because we were trying to get the trailer ready as well. Yeah. So, well, of course, listeners, oh, today you can watch that trailer that is linked in this. And if it. you're if listen if you're if you're listening to this via uh, the website thecinematropolis.com, I have that embedded in the post. Sure. Uh, and if you're not, you should head on over to thecinematropolis.com and watch it there. Uh, but um, it's a neat trailer, guys. It's neat. It's pretty cool. It sets the tone. Oh, and you guys it's built okay. the real time. You know, we talk about the practical effects. I totally missed the, the part where you guys built the real time machine. I mean. How else are we going to have our travel yeah, time? Right? <laughs> Real time machine. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Actually, I'll, I should give a shout out yeah. to uh, Tanner Robinson who built the time machine device in yeah. the movie. Um, and he did a great job. It looks so it good. It looks great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's currently sitting in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sometimes I just look at it as I pass by. Before we get to the actual world premiere, uh, you, you talked a little about the how the the score and the sound design. Yeah. Can you talk? So you, 
the let's start with the sound and then we'll go to scores. Sure. So you said you kind of made these concept sounds that you, 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 you put in place. So did you ever intend on using those in the real movie or did you always know you were going to go to a, a post-production sound? We, uh, the, yes to everything. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I, um, very much value sound design and, and sound in movies. Like I think For since sure. I am also the cinematographer in my movies, I, I really believe that, um, having a great sound mix will make the movie look better. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes me look better at my job. So uh, um, I always want a good sound mix. Um, so yeah, I, uh, especially with sci-fi and horror, um, it's just so, so important to create that atmosphere through sound. Um, and so, and especially a movie like this one where there's really not a lot of dialogue. Um, and so the sound has to kind of like make up for that. Um so, yeah, so as I was editing the movie, I would put in, like, uh, temp sound things or, like, kind of try to get the concepts of what I was wanting in there. And then uh, once once the movie was locked, I was able to get it, get the sound stuff to uh, Rob, and he could do, he could do, like, the nitty-gritty, like, the true dialogue editing, uh, the true mixing and and making everything like sound good and clear and and um and then he can also do like the surround sound mix um which is very cool he got to he got to play around with the surround sound so in the theater oh, definitely man. tries to move in the oh, theater man, with the surround sound because so he especially some of the time travel stuff sounds so cool it's gonna be great um but yeah so uh a lot of the stuff i did did make it into the movie he kind of just kind of cleaned it up uh and um or if there were things that uh, I'm trying to think of a specific example, but yeah, just like some of the, the sound effects and stuff. Like I, I would put like kind of a, a temp version. I would like make it on my own in Premiere, and then he could kind of like recreate it in a way that he could then edit it better and make it sound fuller. And 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 uh, you know, like if I put in like kind of a low roar or something like that, he could like really bring out the base of it, and it like shakes the theater now um, and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah. he could do That's he could the do good stuff. Yeah. So he could do a lot of cool stuff like that. Um, and then the score um, is really cool. So uh, me and Vinny talked a lot beforehand about what, what the score would be. And it was, it was kind of another thing, kind of like the style of the movie. I was like, I don't want to just do kind of the big thing right now. And I have nothing against it because I love them, but uh, like kind of 80s style synth scores are kind of really big right now. Right. Um, and they, all of them sound great. Um, but I kind of wanted us to stand apart. So what I kind of latched on to early was um, percussion. Um, and so Vinny kind of came up with this concept of doing percussion style like beats and, and stuff like that and rhythms without using percussion instruments. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the sounds were created by him like knocking the the microphone or hitting a tub or banging yeah. on his table or uh, or there's a lot of cello in the movie, but the cello that he was using was broken. Um, wow. And so he would like, and it sounds awesome. It sounds so cool. <laughs> and so, yeah, so, like, it's, it, there's not, like, a strong musical, in classical music sense, 
uh, theme and go, but there's a, a lot of like interesting beats that just like propel the movie forward and make it move really fast. Like that's the few people I've seen the movie have talked about how fast the movie moves and how it just kind of feels like it's keep moving. I think the score is a huge, huge part of that. Um, but yeah, so the score is really cool and there's kind of a, it, it's in the trailer and the, uh, concept trailer from back in the day. There's kind of this, uh, kind of this weird clacking noise that we really responded to. And it, it's kind of, kind of both sometimes used as sound design, sometimes used as part of the music. Um, but yeah, it just has a more organic feel. We just wanted, we just wanted the movie to feel very organic rather than electronic. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, Vinny, Vinny came up with some really, really cool sounds and, and cool musical rhythms and stuff throughout the movie. So yeah, I'm really excited for people to see see some of that stuff. Well, if it's anything like the electric nostalgia score, yeah. or at least in terms of like qual- overall quality, yeah. it's really good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. read some good yeah, music. Great. Yeah. Vinny knows what he's doing. Yeah. I will say uh, when we were talking about possible future movies uh, and scores for those, he, he did say, w- would it be okay if like the next score like is... More musical, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "We'll see. Yeah, we'll see, Vinny. We'll see." If it was like uh, a traditional score, man. Okay, so uh, that takes us all the way through the the post production process. So, at what point did you know? So we're gonna move into world premiere. So you were premiering at Cinequest Correct. tomorrow, aka. For those of you who are not listening in, this goes live. You're doing, you're having your premiere on Friday, March sixth. Yes. Yep. So Friday, March sixth, Cinequest and uh, Film Festival at San Jose. Mm-hmm. Do we know the theater name? It is going to be in the Hammer Theater. Yeah. At six fifty in San Jose, beautiful San Jose, California. Oh yeah. Very I just cool. like the name of that theater, yeah. the Hammer Theater. I know, that right? sounds appropriate for yeah. our movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's gonna it's gonna bang some stuff up. <laughs> Critics exactly. are gonna be knocked off their feet. Um, yeah. So Hammer Theater, San Jose. So whenever you guys were, and Zach, I'm gonna throw this one to you and, and uh, kind of talk to me a little bit here about when did you guys know you were gonna get into the Cinequest Film Festival? Mm-hmm. And like, uh, cause it sounds like you guys. Got in and you're like, ah, crap, we got to finish our movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, you were already making progress, yeah, but right, that kind of yeah. like set a harder deadline. Yes. So, like, <laughs> for sure. How, so, what does that process look like exactly? About what point in post production were you? And, you know, how much time did you have to finish it? Uh, let's see. What was it late November or early December? Might have been December. Yeah. So, I think we got word from Cinequest that uh, we were accepted into the film festival in, I guess, early December, somewhere around that time uh, that we were accepted and we're like, oh, snap, that's great. You know, silently excited, you know, celebrating to ourselves because, you know, we can't tell the world. Didn't tell anybody for a couple months. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, We it wasn't until late January that we could announce it, right? 20th or something like that. Yeah, it was kind of late January. Yeah, like right before the trailer party. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, so yeah, we had to keep that to ourselves for uh, a month and a half or, or so. Uh, How did we celebrate? Uh, did you guys go to Taco? Oh. Did, you guys go, did you guys go to Taco Bueno? Let me get some. Uh, uh, let's see. We went to. 
<laughs> such a dorky celebration. Yeah, <laughs> the classic us. Uh, uh, let's see. Do, is that? Did we go to Tucker's? No, we went to Schlotsky's. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh Schlotsky's. We mean, went to we went to Schlotsky's, Schlotsky's and got one of their got some of their a couple of their uh, pizzas. Yeah. Because uh, they, they may, I, guys, I'm sorry. I've eat. I am. I'm not. A, I've, I've eaten Schlotsky's more less times than I kind of want to. So 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 they firstly they have pizzas. They have pizzas, and you should get one because they're surprisingly good. Surprisingly, pretty damn good. Yeah. I'm amazed. Yeah. You're just blowing like, my mind just right now. Just little personal pizzas. Yeah. They're pretty solid. Yeah. Okay. So don't expect like yeah. a pizza. It's like their own thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's good. But I have a follow up question. Yeah. yeah. So Schlotsky's. I've yes. been very confused about their branding lately. So is it Schlotsky's <laughs> or is it Schlotsky's and Austin? It's 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 just it's Schlotsky's. Schlotsky's. They're they're kind of adding this Austin. Yeah, it was founded in Austin. Yeah. I actually didn't know that until yeah. they put it on the signs. Yeah. By oh, the way, me either. either. Yeah, and yeah, I've yeah, eaten yeah. there yeah. since I was a kid. Yeah. Um. Um. So yeah, we we also got. They have cinnamon rolls. They, they have cinnamon rolls. Cinnabon cinnamon they, rolls. Yeah. They, have a, they have a partnership with Cinnabon. So and they, they are fantastic cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls. That's of the course, best part of Slashkis. It's Cinnabon, yeah. so like yeah. they're legit cinnamon rolls. So yeah. we say, oh yeah, we each got a little personal pizza. <laughs> we, got, we each got a little cinnamon roll. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and then... The best part. The best part of how we celebrated, uh, we, we went back to Jacob's Place and we watched a movie. Which movie? Rock and Roll High School, <laughs> which is, if you haven't seen it, a masterpiece. The greatest movie of all time. One of the greatest movies of all time. Rock and Roll High, High School. School. Featuring the Ramones. The Ramones. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. PJ Souls. PJ Souls. Riff Randall. Uh, oh, man. Who else is in it? Everybody. Uh, yeah. Clint like, Howard. Clint uh, Howard is in there. Um other people, other people. <laughs> other people that you'll recognize more yeah. than you'll know the names of. As <laughs> uh, clearly we uh, don't know their names either. They're just everybody. But the yeah. Ramones. The Ramones. Like, the Ramones are in there. Yes. And they're actually in there. They play some songs. They yeah. actually do some phenomenal acting. <laughs> um, uh, a quote that uh, I think I use probably daily uh, or any time that there is pizza. Uh, there's a quote in the movie. Is it... Uh, it's Dee Dee Ramon. Uh, there's a point when the, the Ramones they get some pizza. Yeah. And Dee Dee Ramon uh, is like, "All right, pizza, let's dig in." And it's <laughs> they say it just, uh, just like that, just like that. Yeah. Let's and dig it's, in. It's so good. Yeah. And it's uh, you just got to see the movie. Yeah. It's incredible. The, the Ramones take over a high school, uh, and it's great. Yes. It's incredible. Yeah. Let's see. I'm uh, adding that to my queue yes. uh, right now. Do it. Yeah. So, I want that pizza. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Great. So you're getting in the spirit. So yeah, that's how so, we celebrated Shifter yeah. getting into <laughs> hey, man, Cinequest Film Festival. Cinnabon. There's never a bad time for Cinnabon. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's never. Especially when you get it from Slotsky's in Austin. Exactly. Yes. Not not in Austin, yeah, actually, but yeah. Slotsky's yeah. in Austin. Slotsky's of Austin, Austin Eatery. Yeah. In Oklahoma City. <laughs> uh, there, there it is. There it is. Oh, oh, you guys have clarified so many things for me today. I've been, every time I, I have one, I drive past at least a couple times a week, and I'm like, but why? The Austin. It's just like overnight it became a thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. But okay, so most important takeaways, though. We, you guys are having a world premiere, oh, yeah. Cinequest San Jose, yes. tomorrow night, 6.50. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and the Hammer Theater. Correct. Mm-hmm. Do you know, will it be replaying multiple times, or is it one time only? Yes, it is playing four times. Four times? Four times of the festival, whoa, whoa, yeah. Whoa, what? Uh, it plays again the next day, Saturday. Saturday. Uh, I think that six. was... Mm, I don't remember the time. Sometime that day. Sometime that day. It plays in Redwood City at the... What's it called? I can't remember. Some other theater. Some other theater. And then on Tuesday, it plays again at like... Two something? Yeah, sometime in the afternoon at the California Theater. That'll Uh, be a fun one. Yeah, that'll be awesome. that theater is... Big and fancy. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a movie palace. Yeah. Kind old of theater. opera house thing. Uh, yeah. I want to go. Uh, you know what, guys? Yeah. You're welcome to. Can you, could, yeah. Can, yeah can I, uh, you guys have any room in your suitcase? Sure. Absolutely. I know your flight's about to take off any minute now. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're actually yeah. on the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got to get there. <laughs> uh, so very cool. So Cinequest, uh, by the way, congratulations uh, on getting in the film festival. That's really Thank exciting. Uh, I remember whenever you guys made the announcement, I looked at it and I was like, Cinequest, this theater is, uh, sorry, this festival is very on brand uh, for the type of stuff you guys make. Yeah. Uh, I think it's um, uh, really exciting. It just feels like the right place for a world premiere for it. So Awesome. Thank oh, you. Yeah. yeah, we're excited. It's going to be fun. So you guys have also gotten into uh, another film festival. That's true. At, what? At least one that we can speak of today. Uh, please translate this for me because I didn't yeah. know when you told me what it was. I, I didn't fully understand until you spelled it out. So the <laughs> Noho Cinefest. What Noho? Noho. Uh, Noho uh, is the cool hip way to say North Hollywood. Oh. Uh, I thought you meant something else entirely inappropriate <laughs> that I not a couple saying on the air. So oh, no. certainly not. Um, yes, the North Hollywood. Cinefest in mm. beautiful North Hollywood, California. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. playing Just North of Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> you are you are playing your movie in Hollywood. Right? Is this a dream come pretty, true? Pretty crazy, uh, right? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's um, very crazy. It's going to play at the Limley Theater, which is a cool kind of art house theater, um, kind of a theater chain in L.A., um, so yeah, it was kind of a uh, it was it was very shocking when I got the email. I was like, "Oh, really? <laughs> you don't say?" Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're really looking forward to that one. Especially we have a lot of friends out there, um, so they'll hopefully be able to go to the screening, and hopefully mm-hmm. we'll be able to be there as well. So that should be a really really fun yeah screening. Uh, and uh, yeah, and right in the heart of Hollywood, in L.A. Um, yeah, so so cool. So cool yeah. to be able to do that. It's gonna be awesome. That's fantastic. I yeah. mean, you're playing you're 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 playing your film at a film festival in Hollywood proper. Not a lot of filmmakers say they do that. It's true. For real, right? Mm. Uh you just gotta hold the zombie apocalypse at bay for a little longer <laughs> and you guys will be there. We'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see. see how that plays out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, gentlemen. So we have talked up a storm about Shifter tonight. So you got two film festivals coming up, Cinequest and uh, the NoHo um, Cinefest. So uh, listeners out there, you can keep up with uh, this and all of that online. So, Zach, I'll throw it to you here. Where can the people keep up with more news related to Shifter online? Whoa. Um, let's see. There's our website, shifterfilm.com. Correct. Uh, there is also uh, a Shifter page on Facebook that you can like and check out. Uh, you can also follow Shifter on Twitter and Instagram at uh, at Shifter Movie. Um, and yeah, 
That's where we'll post any and all shifter-related news. It's true. All of the shifter news. All the shift news. The shifting news of the film. I was going to make a joke and it didn't yeah, work. Wow. I was going to say shifting dates, but no one wants to shift dates for anything. <laughs> yeah. So, no, that's not good. Yeah. That's not yeah. good. Well, uh, shift happens. Oh, there you go. Oh, right. Fantastic. Well, uh, <laughs> Jacob, uh, where can people keep up with you personally uh, around the web? Yeah. Um, Why would you want to do that? Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at BoomDiggaDown. Um, those are probably the best place. I also have a website, JacobLadenBurns.com. What? Ah, oh, these kids and their websites today. I know, right? Zach, how about you? I know you're tweeting about shifter stuff and shifty <laughs> things, but you've got your own page, right? It's true. Um, you can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Left Eye Burns, um, and I even have my own personal website, LeftEyeBurns.com. Nice. Yeah, I know. It's pretty not tech heavy. Oh yeah, uh, I also sell shirts. Uh, if you guys like horror t-shirts, uh, I, have I, a, I, I like horror t-shirts. I have a horror t-shirt subscription service where uh, you sign up uh, and uh, I send you a new uh, exclusive horror t-shirt that I designed to you every month. What? Uh, I have done The Thing. Um, I've done... Friday the 13th? Uh, yeah, I did do Friday the 13th. Yeah, that's right. It's good uh, one. Yeah, the... the uh, uh, Crystal Link Cam Counselor T-shirt, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I've done uh, um, Halloween Three Season of the yes. Witch T-shirt. That uh, classic. That was great. Timely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a good one. I, I shared that one with all my Halloween Three fan yeah. friends who are fans. <laughs> and, uh, trust me, there's they don't talk up very often, but there are a lot of them. Yes, right. Yeah, there are dozens of us. There are dozens <laughs> of us. Um, uh, I most recently did a Candyman T-shirt. Mm. Um, hey, d- don't don't say that. Oh uh, no, yeah, no, don't say <laughs> yeah, it. Again. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm never going to say that name again. Um, <laughs> just don't read the T-shirt. Just wear it. Um, uh, and right now, this month's T-shirt is uh, Phantasm inspired oh, for uh, all you Phantasm buddy. fans out there, which is one of my favorite horror movies. So good. Uh, it's so great. But uh, yeah, dead, that's at deadcattees.com if you uh, like horror T-shirts. I think if you're listening, there's a great overlap between people who are listening to this podcast and people who like horror movies and, and T-shirts. So I think we're in good shape. We're in great shape. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find more of our podcasts over at thecinematropolis.com. You can subscribe to this podcast, The Cinematic Schematic, uh, via your preferred podcast app. Could be Spotify, could be Apple Podcasts, whatever you prefer. Uh, and of course, you can find us on the Twitter at and Instagram at The Cinematrop or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Cinematropolis. Guys, it's been a pleasure catching up with you today. Thank you. And uh, congratulations. Can't wait to see the movie and very excited to see the next chapter of the adventures of the shifter film. Must do. Cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for tuning in to the cinematic schematic today. Um, have a great rest of your month and we'll catch you again next time. <laughs>